No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Hello, Northern Arizona. This is Smash Tower coming to you from Katori Khan at the fabulous Little America Hotel in the beautiful white Flagstaff, Arizona. My wife and I came up to uh, Flagstaff to Katori Khan and got you three fantastic interviews. So be prepared, listen, and enjoy yourself. And hopefully we'll talk to you very, very soon. This is Smash Tower um, interview at Katori Khan with Amber Arden. How's the convention been for you so far? Oh, it's been phenomenal. i never been to Flagstaff, Arizona here. And lucky enough, I got here when it is snowing. So I asked um, Sheila here, uh, one of the floor uh, managers here, I'm like, is it going to snow? She's like, well, we'll know the day of. So I made sure I had cosplays that would go with the snow. So I was able to take some shots in the back of the hotel here that looked like a forest in the middle of like a winter wonderland. There's physically 500 acres attached to this, uh, to this hotel. What? I saw that. So. I was like, I was going crazy because for, for someone who's a cosplayer and has a photographer with you, this is like a shoot spot. So absolutely beautiful hotel. Um, the con itself, I'm just going to say, is awesome. The vendors... The products they sold, the items that they made, I just went shopping. I bought crocheted items. I bought uh, snacks from Japan. I bought beautiful art, original artwork with stickers. Um, I believe these people that come here and booth here, great selections of items. The people here are awesome. The panels are great. The masquerade blew my mind. That's my first time judging a masquerade, and I could tell you it was a lot of fun. I took a lot of pictures, and uh, I was quite excited about Masquerade. It was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. Very organized. And then, of course, the MC, Amber Skies. Amber Skies. I absolutely adore it. She's one of my mentors. Um, if you look her up, she did a whole thing off of Marvel as Nebula. Yep, and Amber's been one of yeah. our guests on their show, oh, so yes. we, we know Amber well. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm so glad I got to connect to her, with her because we're actually this con brought me to her again and now me and kk and her we're going to be doing a big cosplay group for anime expo so this con brought open new opportunities for me i love that about conventions there's always an opportunity for networking yes um you know you go to a new con over here um you connect with a new state new people in this state um, new convention goers, new convention runners, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you find out more. I mean, as I said, I talked to a guy and, and he told me, he goes, so are you going to check out this one? It's in Cottonwood. I'm like, it's oh. in a rec, it's in a rec hall. Oh. It's going to be in a rec hall. So I'm like, you know, I might do a day, day, a day run and check it Those out. Those are the fun ones because you never know what you expect. And, and I actually, I've gone to several very, very small mini-con 10 years ago, like five years ago. Excuse me, it seems like a longer, but um, those 
those kinds of need to start somewhere and they bring their community together. Every state should have something like that. That's what I say. Now, you, you also said that you do a lot of uh, uh, Disney and Snow White uh, mixtures and stuff like that. I have to ask this because this is in the same kind of range. Have you ever thought about doing a Princess Leia? Oh, yes. I actually, I absolutely love Princess Leia. She is a rebel. <laughs> I've done a uh, Princess Leia mashup. It's called Snow Leia. Mm -hmm. I wore it to a uh, star celebration. And I actually, if you look at the Leia dress, the costume from all, you know, the merchandise, all the posters, there's one from the original Star Wars poster. If you look it up, that one I'm going to definitely be making. It's a little different cut. The hair is a little different. Um, and it's just beautiful. So I'm going to be dedicating my Leia cosplay to that poster. Um, just say vintage first Star Wars poster, concept poster. And yep. then you'll see, whoa, Leia looks pretty, pretty, whoa. That'll be exciting. And then, of course, <laughs> it's, it's the newest Disney princess. Oh, <laughs> it's got yep. to be. It's so funny because uh, Disney, when they bought Star Wars, that's when I did Snoba Fett, which is a Boba Fett mashed up princess mm -hmm. because of Star Wars Rebels. And um, and Leia, there's a lot of art out there where Leia goes, I'm a princess too. Right. So, cause she, and actually my friend did a giant gown Leia. It was, she, you know, her Leia white dress with the, with the blaster. Mm -hmm. Her dress was actually a ball gown. That so people nice. freaked out. This was like a few years ago. It was awesome. So, and you said you've been doing this for how many years? I've, I've been doing this. I, it's funny because when Amber read my bio, I'm like, oh, they have to update the years on there. I've been doing about five and a half years, almost six. Like, just less than six years I've been doing this. Um, it said four and a half. I cut and pasted my um, convention bio. <laughs> I'm like, six. I have to say that because, uh, but hey, it's still a short amount of time, huh? I've been working all my life, like preparing for this moment. To, and you know. in the in the in the convention circuit, it was um, it wasn't really that long ago where cosplayers were only like outside uh, outside people. You dressed up, you came to the events, but nowadays the cosplayers are, are actually brought in to, to uh, yes. help bring in more uh, attendees. Yeah, uh, I, oh my gosh, I've just noticed that. I'm so glad that about five and a half, six years, about five and a half years ago, cosplay started getting a little more popular mm -hmm. and actually mashups kept getting more popular. So I was right in the beginning of the mashup art form so I brought in the kind of Star Wars mashup. So I had a lot of friends in the area that would do it too. And then from there we would go to the cons and people would just go to watch the costumes. And then the convention saw this. They're like, these are artists. These mm -hmm. are not just, they're fans, but they're artists. And we need to bring them. That's what's bringing the people in this con. You know, a lot of, uh, well, panelists, panel goers, buyers, and cosplayers. There's three. And they want to touch all ends. And uh, even yeah. Phoenix, they've actually started a, um, a cosplay alley. So um, where they're oh. actually putting most of the cosplayers they invi invite, they're all going to be in a specific area. That's super so, cool. Uh, it's, they, like all cons, it's a constant change. Yes. Um, the styles change, the, the demands change, um, yes. and how you do things, uh, which every con goer that's been out for a while knows that 
you know, you might have been able to bring those nice big props in a couple of years ago, but then now that's not so easy. Yeah, and so. it's so cool because um, a lot of cons, they don't have a section for cosplayers, but um, recently, like LA Comic Con, they actually invite cosplayers like myself and a lot of uh, a lot of cosplayers that I know, mm -hmm. and they spread us around. They put us near the fandoms. The anime cosplayers go with the anime side. The Star Wars go near the figure figurine area, and they're using us as a marketing tool because we don't have so much product. We make crafts, but they're 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 actually um, putting us around the con. At anime Expo has a section dedicated to cosplayers because um, cosplayers is an art form because um, costume is a big part of the entertainment industry. Um, I actually I have a stormtrooper that is uh, movie accurate, and I know the club, the Mandalorian Mercs, the Five Hundred First Armor Club, is Lucas level and quality and accepted in Lucasfilm. So th that club actually gets invited to movie. They actually actually were in Solo, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. My friends were in Solo. So these clubs, these cosplayers, actually are getting jobs on movies and entertainment. And they're making stuff for big movies. And I know someone who did Face Off. She was on Face Off, and she did FX for for cosplayers. So it's just it's a circles of life. <laughs> so if you had an ideal, um, what would you say, job opportunity, uh, what would it be? Yes. Yeah, so if I could continue um, doing what I do full time, because I did get a marketing job with my Instagram page which is what I do. I do marketing and also stylizing and fashion. It would be, um, because I am a milliner, um, I noticed that that's been really popular for me, my hats and also making appearances, but mainly YouTube, um, how-tos, and the main thing would be um, making hats and wedding veils because um, hats are so um, scarce right now to make, especially for really elaborate outfits but weddings are really big so I'll probably do a lot of accessories own e-commerce where I would make my own shop where I sell fashion items that I handpicked mainly uh, e-commerce where you um, get clothing made in my in my design and sell it more dresses and I have friends that do Disney style bounding outfits and they're making so much money a month so that's probably what I would do I would sell online do more tutorials and also design hats and basically fashion anything with fashion have you ever thought about um, like a steampunk hats oh yeah I actually done one the thing is I do one type of hat um, but yes I love the top hats um, KK cosplay um, she makes hats so that's amazing so hers is more male hat I have more female kind of buckram hat frame hats like from England fascinators that's what I do but yes the hat just I couldn't believe, I can't even, I have several orders, I couldn't even, I said, sorry, I'm out of con, you're going to have to wait, so they're going to be waiting for those, <laughs> but I work really hard on each one, they're all custom made, so. Now, you focus a lot of your videos off of YouTube, have you ever tried to do, uh, like, a Twitch channel and actually have uh, the followers? Um, Twitch, I actually started a Twitch, I have a Twitch, it's Amber Arden, <laughs> I did one Twitch um, stream. And definitely, eventually, when I have more time, because eventually, my all my time goes into my shoots and my product shoots mm -hmm. that I um, get commission. So mainly, all my off time is doing photo shoots. But I'm going to try to stream them 
if I could, but yes, I, Twitch is definitely on there. But I, on YouTube, I rekindling YouTube, so I need, when I get my views, then I can start putting in more uh, videos, and I've been uh, filming and making a video a week, which I'm really excited if you tune in there. Um, and then I'll start streaming on Switch, Twitch and YouTube, because it does, that's how people uh, make money, is to show their um, how-tos or videos, and then they could sustain their art and keep going and moving on. Okay, so yeah. what conventions can we find you at in the near future? Oh, yes. Um, I've just been really excited because uh, upcoming there's, well, Dapper Day, You can if you guys are not from uh, Anaheim area or L.A. area, that is a big Disney event. I'll be going both days at, this, at the Disneyland Hotel. It's called Dapper, uh, Dapper Day Expo, um, all walks of life with a dapper look. It's going to be there. And then after that is WonderCon. I'm going to be in this VOD Villains group. I'm really excited. This designer and us got this idea where we're going to do this high fashion villains. Um, I'm going to be the evil queen. So I'm really <laughs> excited for that. Um, and then after that, Anime Expo is one of my biggest cons um, next to LA Comic Con, but mainly Anime Expo. So you'll see me, Amber Skies, a lot of other familiar faces there too. Yeah. Okay, and um, as promoting to yourself, uh, what social networks can we find you on? Oh, yes. Well, if you um, search Amber Arden Instagram, um, I have my website, amberarden.com, but mainly uh, Instagram and YouTube, Amber Arden. Cool. cool. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. We thank you for being here, and we thank you for being on our podcast. Oh, thank you. And uh, we hope to see someone uh, see you back soon in Arizona. Yeah, I really enjoyed my time here. I'm just so honored, and thank you for taking the time to do this podcast. I'm a fan of podcasts, so I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> well, we're a fan. I'm of sure yours. with my friends. <laughs> a lot of insightly, like good information. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll oh, hope thank to see you soon. You. You're awesome. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. All right, this is Smash Tower at Contori Con, interviewing with the creator, the founder, the man in the mystery, uh, Greg. So, how is the uh, convention going for you? Really good. This is uh, our small show. Uh, the The average attendance is uh, around five to six to seven hundred attendees. Uh, the world hotel really can't handle anything more than that. So, it it makes it nice because it's uh, this show. We really don't have to. Um, make explode to, to help cover a lot of the cost. This show kind of runs at a a, uh, a break even as the goal every year is to not make money but not lose money. Uh, and we've been doing pretty well with that. So uh, attendance is up a little bit over last year. Uh, vendors are doing uh, even better this year than last year, which shows that there's more sales coming in. So just been a good weekend, nice relaxing, good way to start the year. Yeah, as long as you didn't get caught in the snow on the way out. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the little snow on Friday for some of the Phoenix that kind of slowed down some of the the attendance on Friday because uh, some people were a little scared to drive up so we had a better Saturday pool but uh, some people who were going to come up for the full weekend only came up for a Saturday or a Sunday now. Yeah that kind of sad but uh, but it was yeah, nice to, to be see. expected I mean it's Flagstaff we, we assume it's some year uh, hopefully never but we assume some year we're going to get the good three to four foot snowfall and have ten people walking around the hallway 
and <laughs> it'll be kind of sad, but it's expected to do for a show up here in Flagstaff. Now, is it something where you think that you're going to continue to grow up here, or well, are you just going to try it's, to keep we it? We would love, I mean, with any show, we really want it to grow to be able to, to generate more revenue, to be able to put more money into the show with bigger guests and stuff. Um, the 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 difference is here with with uh, Kikori is we really can't do that. Um, a couple years ago, our last year in November, uh, we had a couple really big, big name voice actors, um, and we pushed 960, 970 attendance, and this this place was Sardine City, and and we had complaints of people just did didn't have fun because it was just too hard to walk around. It was too tight. It, it just was not enjoyable. Um, and really, we run our shows for the entertainment and the enjoyment of the people that are coming to the show. So mm -hmm. we've kind of managed that expectation moving forward that it's always going to be a 600 or 700 attendee convention. And, and we just need the, the focus that we can do the best show we can without doing something that's going to make it explode. Because right. there really is no place else here in Flagstar for us to move to to make a bigger show. And we really honestly um, love this facility and we love this hotel. There, there's no other place we really would want to be at other than here. Now, how long have you been doing it at this hotel? Uh, we started up Kikori in 2013. I think, and we've been here since the beginning. It's either 2013 or 14. I can't remember which. And, and I can have to honestly say, uh, I've spent some time at a variety of different conventions, but I love this hotel. <laughs> uh, we, we, we love this hotel. We love the location. It's backed up right against the Ponderosa Pines, so right. cosplayers come up to be able to get the amazing photographs. I mean, this is really, uh, we call it Resort Con. We call it, uh, a lot of people call it uh, Vacation Con. A lot of people call it Resort Con. It's because it doesn't look busy here because what happens is with the 30-minute breaks between a lot of the panels, people go out and have fun, and they go and enjoy the area. And I think that's the most amazing thing about this event is that it gives people the opportunity to, A, come to an anime convention and have fun and cosplay, but B, be able to just kind of have like a little mini vacation over the weekend and, and enjoy the beautiful hotel, the beautiful atmosphere, and the beautiful location. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that we'll be back up next year because of the fact that uh, we never got the opportunity to go do the trails out back. Oh, yeah, and they're beautiful, uh, yeah. And uh, as I said, the room was phenomenal. I, I, I jumped in the shower before I even came into <laughs> registration. <laughs> they did. Uh, they actually upgraded all the hotel rooms last year uh, over the 12-month over the time frame, so everything you see here is actually not even a year old in re renovations. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so... Now that you've got Contoria out of the out of the way, almost <laughs> uh, your next Sabaku in Sabaku. Albuquerque, and then Kenichiwa down in Tucson uh, for anime cons, and then Sabaton in September, and then uh, for our two fur cons, we have Itty Bitty, which is in July, and then we have Arizona Fur Con, which is in uh, October. Yeah, we're another one we're waiting for is Sabo. Sabo is an Sabo, awesome. it's funny you say that because uh, this weekend uh, I've been on the phone with my international uh, talent director, uh, and we uh, have two more international guests um, with contracts out, and we have r two huge um, international guests that we're working on right now that we're finalizing uh, a contract to get to them. So the Sabaton this year very much is the way things are going is going to be international guest year. Uh, we, we're usually about 
Um, 30% international gas, 70% uh, uh, U.S. based. Um, and the way things are going and the way things are looking, we're probably going to be maybe 70% international based this year, the way things are looking. So I won't know anyone. <laughs> but that's the amazing thing about coming to these conventions is, is learning uh, about either new animes, new characters. Well, new and, and, it's, and honestly, I mean, the reason why we started these shows and the reason why we run them is it's, it's tying this community into the culture that generated this entire community, this entire genre and industry from the beginning. Um, we try very much with all of our shows to pull in some of the culture aspects so that way you can kind of see some of the, the nuances that are in the animes you're watching. You can kind of see some of the actual culture that's sitting behind it. Um, I, I think that was the one thing that we really try to focus on a yearly basis is, is um, getting the guests um, on a yearly basis to kind of uh, meet what we're trying to, 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 to deliver for the year but also make sure that we're bringing in the culture atmosphere as well to kind of tie in not only the guests, but then tie in some of the programming and kind of just pull it all together. I mean, this should be, in essence, kind of a celebration of the entire anime industry as you come up here and just to have fun and enjoy what you're doing. And I mean, if you're an event owner and an event runner, we run these shows for the community. We run, these pe we run them just for people to be able to come have fun, enjoy themselves, be like-minded individuals for the weekend, and, and just have a blast. And I love the aspect that you, that you uh, do them at the hotels, not a convention center, not a uh, rec yep. center. And, and that's really, I mean, Kenichiwa is really the only one that, w unfortunately, we had to be in a convention center for a couple years because of the growth. Um, we just couldn't stay in the Holiday Inn where we were at. We were, we were, we were uh, succeeding capacity, and, and we were going to have to add more tents outside if we were going to stay there. And that just wasn't conducive to the, the way we want to deliver uh, the, the conventions to our attendees. Um, we were lucky enough this last year to um, negotiate a really good uh, contract with the, the Star Pass. Um, and it's really shown. Um, this sounds scary, and I'm assuming it's just people buying early, but uh, Kenichiwa sales are up 300%. Uh, wow. and, and that just shows that there, I, and I've seen from the community just by the social media is I've seen so many people that haven't gone the last couple of years because of a convention center environment that we were in for that show are saying, hey, I'm going back to Kenichiwa, they're in a hotel again. Um, nothing beats an anime convention atmosphere than a hotel. Um, while other conventions are more... Um, uh, vendor-based and, and, and kind of guest signing and, and they're really trying to push as many people through the door as possible. Um, at least for our anime conventions and for the most part for the art industry across uh, the United States is they're more um, friendly. Not friendly, that's not the wrong word because all shows that they're fr are friendly. It's more kind of home atmosphere, more um, kind of, uh, sm it feels small, even like Sabaton. My, my motto for Sabaton is, is the big con with the little con feel. Right. Uh, we pushed over 13,000 attendees last year, but it still feels like your small thousand attendee convention when you're walking through because it's yours and you're in a hotel and you don't feel that um, sterileness of walking through a convention center or, or the big grandiose rooms of a convention center that kind of don't make you feel like it's your show and I think that's a thing that I think with us with Monkey Paw that we try to focus on is that we really want these shows to be um, somebody to walk out, the, out of the door and say hey this is my show this is my hometown show this is why I come here every year this is why I enjoy being here um, and I think having them in a hotel environment just kind of keeps that feeling going you're not losing it with the convention center space well I like also the that the it's 
the smaller conventions, but the, the hotel atmosphere gives you the ability to be closer to the guests. Correct. Uh, you actually can, you know, uh, sit almost like, you know, 10 feet from a Rub guest. Rub elbows and walk through the vendor hall Correct. and all of a sudden you bump into Kyle Haber who's buying something from a booth or something like right. that. So, yep, and, and it's, yeah, and you'll, you'll say that again, you'll say that from the comic shows a lot and sci-fi shows that I think even all anime shows across, I think that's one thing that, that we do have from the industry is you, you have that better touch into to, to be a little closer to the guest, a little bit better experience. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely love that. And as I said, we, we love almost all the cons that we've been to years of so far. And uh, I, I haven't never been down to Kenichiwa. Okay. Um, this is a year to go if you haven't gone yet. So The you know, downside is it's just trying to figure out how to schedule it and get it down right. there. Um, I'm actually We're excited to be in, in the, at, the, at the Star Pass. I, this is... We've been wanting to get back into a hotel environment for, for the, since we moved to the convention center, and, and we kept on hearing rumors of a new hotel being built downtown, and Ooh. new rumors of a hotel being built downtown, and new rumors of a hotel being built downtown, and it never came to fruition. So uh, with us moving out there, we're all, it's like the re-energizing that we needed for that event to, to kind of um, kind of re-kick, and it can't be better than our 10-year anniversary. So it kind of resets everything to say, okay, ready for the next 10 years. So. Well, what Sabo was your last year? Was two Sabo years, was, yeah. yeah was not, not 18, seven, 17. So, yep. Oh, yeah, because I, yep. I have been going for the last yep. two years. God, <laughs> <laughs> didn't yep. think about it. Yeah, this will be the 12th year for Sabo this year. Well, and, yeah, anniversaries like the 10th is definitely a special. It's a, it's a, nice, it's a nice milestone to reach because it really shows that you're doing something right for the community, or and 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 just the, the steady growth. It kind of shows that hey, it's something people love. It's something people want to come back to. It's something people are bringing their friends out to. That maybe they bring them out last year. Right. So I mean, that's the, the kind of the. It's a good litmus test to say, okay, hey, we've made it the first ten years. Okay, yeah, but let's not stop. What do we need to do to make the next ten years? What what can we re? What can we innovate? What are the things that we can do different? What are the things that the attendees really want to see that maybe we're not doing, or maybe there's something cool and new that nobody has done. Yet that we can we can kind of do as well. So, and since I may end up having to cancel one of our conventions that we're going to go to, you never know. Maybe <laughs> I should just take those funds and transfer them go. over to Kanichiwa. There you <laughs> go. Uh, well, I do appreciate uh, allowing us to come up here and do the convention, yep. and I appreciate you taking time for a, a bit of an interview. <laughs> Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! All right, this is Smash Tower at ToriCon, and we are doing an interview with one of the vendors and a friend, longtime friend, uh, Shelby McBride. How's it going so far? It's going great today. That's good. Having fun. Now, you're local up here in Flagstaff now. Yes, I am. Uh, two years ago, it was March 1st. Cold, cold, cold. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. <laughs> well, when you were used to the, to the desert, mm -hmm. and you had to deal with the heat, heat, heat. Yeah. 
this being almost 20, 30 degrees difference. Yes. Definitely makes things nice. Yeah. They're, they're dealing with the, the, the 70 ish, you know, degrees downtown. And, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, above just barely above <laughs> freezing <laughs> at night at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think right true. now it's like 40 or 50. So as, as a vendor, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of KatoriCon? It's a fun little con. Um, you know, everybody wants to make a little more money, you right. know, but it's my one and only local con. So I think it's important for me to attend, even if I don't break even. Right. You know, I make local connections and talk to other. I'm an NAU student, and so I meet more. More lum- kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah more, more kids, but also I meet a lot of more lum- lumberjacks. So <laughs> we get all excited. And so I enjoy it. It's always nice to find the locals that you didn't know the day before. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And locals can equal more sales. True. And more frequent sales. So. Yeah, they start checking out your stuff. They go, mm. oh, I like that. I like that. Where mm. can I find you next time? Yeah, and I can offer to meet them on campus. There it's like, go. hey, wouldn't you, you know, I can meet you right before you hit lunch at the student union. Yeah, <laughs> cup of coffee real quick while I'm going through. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> next class. Yeah. <laughs> just, just run in and, and uh, don't bother the professor. Just here, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> fling my hair boat. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, and some cards for everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and uh, you've been doing um, a variety of different conventions, because I know that you've done a few down in, in the city in the valley mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what other conventions have you been doing um i've done uh tuscon down in tucson uh that's one of the largest actually not largest longest running tiny little convention <laughs> i think they're on year 46 now yeah they've been going yeah how old am i yeah we're with the same age so yeah 46 years this year so you weren't at the first one <laughs> no. no i wasn't doing a lot during that first one just kind of hanging around yeah <laughs> waiting to get burped <laughs> change my diet <laughs> yeah and since we're you know kind of a, a free for all podcast mm-hmm. uh, yeah just you know sit around drinking shit yeah. <laughs> that's what we do pretty much <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh you know those kind of conventions that have been around for so long mm-hmm. are great to kind of go back to mm-hmm. and uh you know if you've been to them for a long period of time you get to see their growth yes um and it's as i was just talking to greg um of course the creator of uh katoricon mm-hmm. uh the the growth changes Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was talking to some of the cosplay people about how it wasn't that long ago that cosplay were only basically people that wandered around the convention but Mm -hmm. now they're actually people that are being brought in internationally Mm -hmm. Uh, and and he's like can just see if you were a cosplayer Mm -hmm. I I mean because you and I are probably about the same we don't really dress up right to the extent that they do Mm -hmm. but can you see you know, getting dressed up and then someone calling you on the phone and saying, I'll pay you to travel mm-hmm. and come over here and enjoy yourself. That would be amazing. Uh, and I just like, that, that wouldn't even be a job. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't call that a job. Yeah. Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I almost <laughs> wish that, uh, you know, well, like myself, I'm a mm-hmm. podcaster, but I almost wish podcasters get to that point. And mm-hmm. then I think it will eventually. Yeah. Um, but, couldn't you see where, like if you made something so specific mm-hmm. you know being called to travel to uh, like S- Saudi Arabia last year 
had their very first Comic-Con. I saw that. That was amazing. Uh, can you see going, we like your bow ties mm-hmm. so much, we would like to just turn around and bring you over. It's just like... Saudi Arabian bow ties. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be going without my husband. I'll tell you what. <laughs> true, true, true. But uh, the, just the just the environment uh, yeah. with, and the change of the environment. But mm-hmm. then, of course, you have to look at the changing of the rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, recently we've had a lot of security issues, mm-hmm. and so now they've changed the securities for that. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Saudi Arabia would be like on that. <laughs> I have no idea. So, uh, anyway, I've kind of off on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> We're both good at that. It's <laughs> yeah. So uh, your products that you are, the, the ones that stand out for me is that I see the little bow ties, and they're mm-hmm. cool. Um, have you got a, a craft idea? you really want to bring to the table that you haven't started yet? Um, one thing I'm going to be working on soon, uh, hopefully I'll get it off the ground in the next six months, I'm going to get into uh, sticker design. I'm a student at NAU and I'm a graphic design major. Cool. So I have all the tools, um, including a printer, the only thing I don't have is the little thing that cuts them all out. So I think they have a, a new laser type one they have out. There's a cricket maker that's just new out. That's what I, I heard. I am eyeing that one big time. Yeah, <laughs> my wife is too. Because yeah, <laughs> they say it cuts pretty much anything. Yeah, <laughs> and that would help with my, my fabric cutting and the little felt flowers that I make. So it could do uh, go across the board on my on my creations. On your useful account, uh, account it kind of moves up, yeah. which really makes it easier to justify the expensive pain for them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm looking at. And I'm looking at that. I'm also looking at doing more photography. I'm always looking for new fabrics. I'm also going to learn uh, this year how to crochet. Great. I could see more Jane hats coming. <laughs> awesome. That would require knitting. I don't know if I'm up oh, to knitting. Okay. I, I know there's crocheted. a there's it's different. I've I've been schooled on that multiple times. And, and of course you're an Arizona brown coat. This is where we originally know each other. Yes. From. So yes. and that's why the Jane comment came out. So Yep, yep. I had someone a young lady talking to me about it just today. I haven't seen anything. Why is there no Jane hats at a at an anime convention? I don't know. I, you know, it's, it, you know, it's harder, I think, with the anime conventions because it's, you know, Firefly is awesome, of course. Correct. But I think the generational-wise, maybe, it hasn't hit this, hit the anime conventions yet. I mean, you find, you trip over brown coats everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I was recently <laughs> pulled over for a busted headlight, and the officer asked me about my brown coat a license plate. Hey, are you into Firefly? Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> and he gave me a warning. I was like, you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I like you, officer. <laughs> I mean, I liked you before, but now you're like, we win. <laughs> See me at my booth. Exactly. <laughs> you get a special discount. <laughs> well, <yes. laughs> so, yeah, I, the, the Firefly definitely brings people together. And that's yeah. what these conventions also do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, I, I'm old school. You know, I, I come to these and they're and they're going anime, anime, anime. I I look at it. I'm going, back in my day, that was called a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's this anime thing? What's the difference between a cartoon and an anime? <laughs> oh, yeah, when I was younger, it was you know they had the whole thing to animation. They didn't have the anime right shortened shortened to anime, I should say. Correct. And or I could or they called it cartoon, but I could tell. With how everyone, how the artist drew the eyes, I was like, "Oh, that's from Japan. That's a cartoon from Japan." 
<laughs> you know, that's how I was able to tell. But you know, now it's you can, it's mainstream now, which is. Yeah, it, it just finding you know it's like uh, oh this is an American thing. No, you look at it and it's actually from another, uh, like uh, Power Rangers. Yes. Most people thought Power Rangers for the longest time was an American thing, mm -hmm. and nope, nope, it's pulled from Japanese. Yep. And <laughs> many of the, from what I was told, actually, many of the action scenes that you see in the Power Rangers now were mm -hmm. actually the Japanese ones that yes. were just cut and brought in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. Uh, we're not copywriting or anything. We owned it originally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so this convention being close to you and such like that, mm -hmm. uh, have you had a place uh, that you could sell your wares outside of these conventions? Because I know that uh, for some vendors, mm -hmm. conventions are the only places they can sell. Yeah. Uh, it's hard in Flagstaff since it's such a smaller town, especially than Phoenix Metro. I mean, there's only one comic book store. Oh, no. <laughs> so, and it's a fabulous, it's Cab Comics. They're pretty awesome folks over there. I recommend it. Good plug right there. Yes, for you. <laughs> for you, Cab Comics. Uh, you know, I could look into Bookman's. Um, there's, I have, being self-employed, I also have to make sure that it's cost-effective for me Correct. as well. No, I don't. I understand they'd be under commission, and there'd be so you know cost cutting there. Well, not cost cutting, but things I need to be aware of. So it just takes a little more research. So, and being yeah. a student, I have to fit that research in between. Exactly, <laughs> but, exactly. But I, well, it's it's good. It's mm -hmm. and it's nice for uh, for me to see vendors mm -hmm. that actually have gone out and stepped out to do what they really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife is actually just attempting to start the same thing, which mm -hmm. is, uh, I don't think we're ever going to take it to a con status. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe small crafts, spares, oh, and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. And then commissions, mm -hmm. as, as where a lot of people make their big bucks anyway. Is, yes. You know, I love that fabric. Can I make this? Can you make this for me? Mm -hmm. You go, yes, I can do that. Yep. <laughs> now with uh, my magic wallets, they're a huge draw. And uh, there's times where I just can't keep them in stock. Mm -hmm. And so I bring fabrics, popular fabrics with me right. and all the tools. And then so I was like, well, if you don't have one, I don't have one there you like, I have this fabric available. And if... Come back in 20 minutes, I'll have it done for you. <laughs> I wish it was 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Glue drying would be like several hours. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I'm a talker, so then you have to add a couple more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so come back at the end of the day. <laughs> I should have something done. to get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's always a cool thing. But and, and then, of course, with that, along with that is finding the new fabrics. Mm -hmm. um, because, as I was saying before, my wife was getting into it. Mm -hmm. And... I'm not a sore. Right. But I go into Joanne's. Oops, mm -hmm. shameless plug. Uh, yeah. You know, or Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I go, that would look awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As this. You yeah. Know, and just finding the new fabrics. And then when someone asks you, he says, um, can you make this with a Superman? I don't know. Yeah, let's <laughs> find out. Because oddly enough, there are certain fabrics that are just not found. Mm -hmm. in in the Joanne stores. I mean, right. as much as they have, mm -hmm. there's just not always there. Yeah. Uh, and you have to kind of go, I'm going to have to bend the wheel and, and go on the internet and see if I can find something. And right. Unfortunately, it's usually expensive. But. Yeah. yeah I, it's hard to find the right fabric. You know, right. I 
there's some fabric out there I adore, but I can't justify spending $20 a yard on it. Yeah. So it's like, nah, you're gonna hang out for a while. Or there's times, for the, for example, the Avengers fabrics. Mm -hmm. I love the Avengers, I'm a big Marvel girl, but I won't buy any Avengers fabrics unless they have Black Widow in it. Because she's an Avenger too. True, and you and know, I don't think I've really seen too many of those. There's, they're very few. And so uh, I, when I look, I'm like, there she is. Okay, I'll get this. I have a friend that's big into Superman, mm -hmm. so whenever I go out kind of yard selling, I have a tendency to, to spot things for him. Mm -hmm. And there have been times that I've physically, I'll buy this because I know that James will want. Yeah. Uh, and so I'll buy it and at the next convention. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, James, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh. Mm -hmm. I was at a... a, 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 a Wanna, I, I call them junk stores mm -hmm. um, because they're really more than a, a, a flea market or an antique store. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I actually went into one and there was a phone booth, mm -hmm. an old style phone booth. And I'm like, oh, I just can't justify the $1,500 <laughs> they want for it. But it's so worth it. <laughs> it would be. I just don't have a place for it for myself. But James, he's got a whole big place. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take a picture and send it to James. I, and that's exactly what I did. But I don't think he wanted to pay the 1500 either. Uh, <laughs> if I, if only is right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, if I could pay that. I, I actually was out at the Ren Fair a couple of weeks back, and uh, I, I've been wanting uh, double swords mm -hmm. with a, a, a holster for the back. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like, I like, I like that. It's not bad. It's not bad. I found perfect, just what I want. $1,200 worth of blade and leather. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> worth of awesome. <laughs> it's but I don't have an awesome budget. <laughs> <laughs> not for this. So. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, now I'm totally off the subject again. <laughs> Bullseye! <laughs> All right, so what other conventions are you planning on going to in the near future? Um, well, I hope to go down to Tucson Comic Con. Uh, I might hit Tuscon since there, it's the weekend before. before I'm not sure. Um, it all depends on school. <laughs> That's in November. <laughs> right around <laughs> midterms. So. That will be hard to pull away from. <laughs> Priorities, you know, when you spend this much money for school, that's the priority. <laughs> uh, but I'll be at Sabacon uh, in August. That's that will be an that's always an interesting weekend because school starts that Monday and then the con is. Oh. <laughs> so you might find me doing my homework <laughs> if there's time. <laughs> Wait, graphic design? There you go. Yeah, Bring the yeah, laptop. Yeah, get yeah. the little pad going. Yeah. <laughs> or those core classes. Why do I have to write this? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> well, it, it, we look forward to seeing you. And chances are I'll probably see you at least at two of those conventions because mm -hmm. I plan on doing Phoenix. Uh, and I've heard a rumor mm -hmm. that I'm being invited as a guest to Savo again. So Awesome. I'm looking forward to it that deserves a fist bump hey we enjoyed our time there last year i bet uh and it was so great we met so many interesting people oh wow uh and you know i'm a podcaster and i really don't look at myself as a person that helps a lot of people and mm -hmm. and, and that, that doesn't sound it sounds kind of weird but because of uh, it's just not an industry you would expect right so uh, i was very surprised when I was at the VIP room mm -hmm. uh, and this girl came up to us and uh, 
she was kind of close by when we first started and we were talking my my co-host and I and a couple others were talking and she came by and she just kind of walked up and said hi <laughs> and I'm like hello <laughs> <laughs> and then she went and explained that she has a social anxiety mm-hmm. that she doesn't know how to start conversation she you know she doesn't know how to do that mm-hmm. and <laughs> for some unknown reason evidently I was more than talkative <laughs> <laughs> and I mean no alcohol is even used <laughs> do you need really need alcohol for that <laughs> but, you think, but anyway so we sat down and we started talking to her mm-hmm. and I said you know for the heck of it, tomorrow, come down to our podcast, and we will put you on the internet. <laughs> awesome. And we brought her down, and we got her on through the podcast, and I even introduced her to another friend of mine, uh-huh. uh, whose name is uh, Nicole, mm-hmm. uh, and Nicole has social anxieties, mm-hmm. uh, and her attachment, and her fix for this is her service dog. Uh-huh. Cuba. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, so after introducing to those two, those two have now gotten hooked up together. And they were, she was kind of following around, going to panels. And I'm sitting there going, wow, I just kind of did a, a big help thing. And I'm like, that's cool. And I never would have considered doing that as, or never considered that podcasting would get me into that. You <laughs> never know where, what you're going to find. And- what you did was an incredible thing, and you're an incredible person, Robert. Hopefully, we'll you see her again. Just do what's natural. I think you will. <laughs> I think All right, will. we're going to tie this up. Um, I'm glad that we had this opportunity to have an interview, and I'm hoping that we can get together again down the road. I think it'll happen. <laughs> and I never forgot that. I forgot to ask because sure. we talked about it before. Are, are you still doing brown coat or Arizona brown coat work? I am not. I uh, had to retire. I was their president for, what was it, eight years? Mm-hmm. I, I, I started to blend. Um, but, you know, I moved up here, and the head of the, the president of the Browncoats really needs to be in the valley. Correct. I did it from Tucson, and it was difficult, but it wouldn't be as, that time, it, I was single. I was not at uni. <laughs> I wasn't burnt out. <laughs> True. So True. there was just a lot of things, and it really dictated that I, I stepped down. And uh, their new president, Megan Hall, is doing an incredible Incredible job. I know. I've I'm had conversations with her. I did do an interview with her down in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, between my digital recorder, mm-hmm. the one I'm looking at, <laughs> um, and the convention hall that kept screaming every 30 seconds, mm-hmm. I could not use the invitation. That's too bad. Yes. yes. It, it was very good. Because I did the four core people right now. Yeah. Uh, officers and such. So. Yeah. Megan, I asked her if she'd be interested, and she about split out of her skin she was so excited i was yeah. so okay i'll take that as a yes <laughs> and she's she's i told her run with it and if you needed any questions or help just let me know and she's she's just doing an incredible job they couldn't have anyone better yeah, she asked me to help her with a project that she's been dreaming of mm-hmm. one that was a we did a number of years ago involving brown coats <laughs> The brown coat ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I had. Cindy did an incredible job running that one. So the plan was that, and it was what went down was Cindy ran that, and I just took care of the, the brown coats. <laughs> well, she wants to bring it back. So she could do it. She uh, can do it. I'm hoping we'll hear something soon. Yeah. Anyway, 
It was glad to see you again. You're I am welcome. freezing my hand off. Uh, I'm comfy. <laughs> so you're comfy, yes. I'm going to go back to the Valley of the Sun. Yes, you not, enjoy that sun. Not the mountain of the cloud. <laughs> 7,000 feet up. Yeah, freezing my nads off. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully we'll see you again soon. You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, Welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. I see trees of green. Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.